0: Episode 103, The Science of Getting Unstuck. My name is Dan Mason. In 2012, I was overweight, getting divorced, battling depression, and feeling trapped in a career where I was successful, but bored and unfulfilled. And it's actually the greatest gift I've ever been given. I used my pain as a springboard to discover my life's purpose. Now, I want to share the same tools and strategies which helped transform my life with you. So you can live life amplified abraham maslow is the psychologist who's best known for creating maslow's hierarchy of needs he also once said life is an ongoing process of choosing between safety out of fear and need for defense and risk for the sake of progress and growth make the growth choice a dozen times a day. Hello and welcome back, everybody, to Life Amplified. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for taking a half hour to spend with me this week. And this episode is going to have so much value for you if you're a person who has a goal to reach a next level in your life, but procrastination, perfectionism, fear of failure have kept you paralyzed and stuck where you're at. If there is a new level for yourself that you know you're meant to expand and grow into, but the confusion about how 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 do I even begin has kept you from starting. This episode is going to be so meaningful for you because here is my intention for our time today. I want to give you some of the neuroscience and some of the cutting-edge research about your nervous system and why it's not necessarily sabotaging you from your goals, but it is definitely trying to keep you safe. And once you have this understanding of how your nervous system works, you can release yourself from all the judgment. You know, So often when I'm doing any of my online seminars or virtual retreats, I'll ask people, what's gonna get in your way of creating the next level for your life? And everybody always goes to the shame answer of me. Me, Dan, I don't follow through. I'm lazy. I'm unmotivated. Not really. You know, it's just that there is a part of you that believes having the thing that you want is a threat. And I think that's hard for some people to accept because so often when we're not making progress toward our goals, we tend to blame everything external to ourselves. The three most popular answers that I get from people about why they're stuck are, well, I don't have time, I don't have enough money, and when all else fails, they will blame their spouse or their kids. It's so funny, right? The ego will make you think you're noble and that you are so giving because people will tell me, oh, well, Dan, you know, I, I would totally start my business. I'd quit my job. I'd go chase my dream. I would do the thing, but I've got to earn a living to take care of my family. And I get it, right? We all have like bills and responsibilities. But it's so funny because the part that your ego is not owning up to is by you continuing to stay stressed out, by you continuing to work 60 hours a week, by you continuing to be miserable and have no energy to give to your loved ones when you come home, you are not taking care of the people around you. In fact, the best gift that you can give to the people that you love is the most lit up, vibrant, on purpose version of yourself. So in my coaching practice, whether you work with me one-on-one or in one of my group programs, I always start with the foundation of two truths that I believe to be 100% the gospel. Number one, there is nothing external to you that can override your ability to co-create the life that you want with the universe. A lot of people right now are blaming the economy or coronavirus for why they're stuck. But when you think about it, how many people were stuck in reaching their goals even before this pandemic? It can't be true that the economic situation right now is keeping people from thriving. There are so many companies that are actually excelling. Zoom is on fire right now. The alcohol industry has never been doing better uh, during the shutdown. The sex toy industry, believe it or not, is actually thriving in the middle of the pandemic and it's not just you know big corporations uh, i've seen some people get really creative and embrace their entrepreneurial spirit during this pandemic and be able to pivot right uh, become online tutors you know, is a new source of revenue. God knows if you're a parent of kids, you have enough going on in your life instead of being a school teacher. Uh, I saw a man on the news here in San Diego who's doing really well, making like these beautiful custom wine racks that he's selling. And people are drinking a lot of wine right now in the pandemic. So there is always a way that you can pivot, you you can create the decision, no matter what the outside circumstances are, you have the chance to decide how you're going to respond and you can always make a decision that moves your life forward. When we get out of the business of living at the effect of the circumstances of our life, you know, waiting until something outside of ourself changes before we make an internal shift to commit to the life that we want, So we can move into the second foundational truth, and that is this. If you think of the area where you've been most blocked and most stuck for the longest time, maybe in your career, your relationships, your finances, the only reason that you have not created the result that you want is that there is a part of you subconsciously that feels unsafe to have the thing that you desire. That's really hard for people to accept. You know, recently in one of my uh, eight-week group coaching programs, one of the people who joined, she struggled with her weight most of her adult life. She had made a post in our Facebook group and she was talking about, well, I I don't understand. Like, why is it I go to Weight Watchers, I lose the first 20 pounds and then I plateau and then I start creeping back up on the scale? And I asked her, I said, well, how is keeping the weight on meeting a need for you? and that question just didn't even she didn't even get it she's like i don't understand of course i want to lose the weight this is the thing i've been most focused on in my life for you know the last 20 years but once we got into the coaching hot seats and you know one of my gifts as a coach is very quickly helping you get to the subconscious root cause of the reason that you're stuck you know there were some gremlin beliefs there that were developed that said you know if people get too close to her they're either going to die or they will leave and by putting on the weights, it was a way, particularly in romantic life, to maybe push people away and not let them get too close to her because if they didn't get too close, she couldn't get hurt. So in that way, even though it makes no sense to the conscious mind, but to the 96% of your behavior and thoughts and actions that are driven subconsciously, it is a perfect defense mechanism and a way to protect yourself from emotional pain. And the biggest problem for all of us, myself included, like I can't identify my subconscious blocks on my own. (laughs) That's why I invest a lot of money in having coaches of my own, right? We all have blind spots where we can't see it. But once you start to understand those two concepts, there is a tremendous opportunity to remove yourself from blame to take responsibility for your life at the level of cause and to ask for and receive the support that's going to help you move forward and make a new decision. So when clients come to me and they say that they are stuck, it has nothing really to do with the outside forces of their life. The reason they're stuck is not because of their employer, it's not because of the economy, it's not because of the headlines in the news. The real reason you're stuck, is that your nervous system has sort of just frozen up and hijacked you, and it's keeping you paralyzed either in a fight, flight, or freeze response. So, as we dive in and we talk about this concept called polyvagal theory, which was developed by Dr. Stephen Porges, uh, and really what it is, it's the science behind how we feel safe to fall in love with our life. It's really a study of the science of safety and connection, which is one of the biggest things that we need if we're going to move forward. And polyvagal theory really refers to a fascinating tool of your body called the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve is pretty much the last holdover from the old reptilian brain. It comes in through the back of your brain stem, down the right side of your neck, and pretty much runs straight down the center of your body. The vagus nerve touches every major organ in your body. It is constantly gathering data that runs up to the brain. And that's one of the things that we want to understand is we used to believe that there was sort of like this top-down approach to the nervous system, that you had a thought, that your brain had an impulse, and somehow that fed the sensations in your body. And what we really are starting to understand now is that we have 10 times more fibers running from the body up to the brain. So a lot of times, you know, when you think about this, like the human body has about 20,000 genes, but you have 20 trillion microbes (laughs) that exist in the body, a lot of them in the gut that are in every situation without you consciously being aware of it, All this data is happening where your nervous system is going, am I safe, am I not? It's perpetually reading the environment. It is reading facial expressions. It is reading the tone of voice from other people. And before you're even consciously aware of it, all this subconscious part of you is really a highly tuned threat detection system. And when there is a trigger, that data runs up the vagus nerve to the brain and will create a response. And, you know, when we're talking here about polyvagal theory, you know, one of the important distinctions is we used to believe that the nervous system was just like these two parts. You had your parasympathetic nervous system, which was rest and digest. You know, that's the part when it was activated. You were cool, you were chilling. And there was the sympathetic nervous system, which was the fight or flight response. And what we used to believe is that it was binary, only one of those could be switched on at one time. Polyvagal theory, through the work, of Stephen Porches, what we've really started to understand is that the nervous system is a predictable hierarchy, and there are three states. To the nervous system That operate just like a traffic light And I've used this analogy of the traffic light Before here on the podcast But I really wanted to go a little bit deeper With you this week To help you understand What is going on in your body At any given time When you are procrastinating When you delay your goals Because you're just cleaning the house For the third time Have you ever noticed that by the way When there is a deadline Or there's something that you have to get done All of a sudden your house is never cleaner Like there are no dishes in the sink When there is some things that you need to be doing to advance your life goals. And by the way, what leads us to shut down and isolate? What leads us to withdraw and not want to ask for help or to hide from the world? Polyvagal theory gives us a tremendous roadmap of why we're wired the way we are so there are three circuits that are running in your nervous system according to polyvagal theory we will think of them as a green light yellow light and a red light the green light response is in a perfect world where we want to be living it is called the ventral vagal circuit when we are in the green light ventral vagal response We are in a place of social engagement uh, where there is safety and there is connection. We are oriented to the environment. When you are in that green light state, uh, you're very calm. In your connections You're surrounded by people But there's no social anxiety about that You feel settled You feel grounded Uh, Even when you're approaching Maybe a challenge in your life You're able to take that on With a sense of curiosity and openness You are very compassionate When you are in the ventral vagal Green light state You're also mindful And in the present moment So, you know, that is the place Where we're able to really engage With other people It's where we're able to ask for And receive help We feel safe. We're moving forward toward our goals. But if the thing that you want might Pose a potential threat if you're afraid you're gonna be rejected if you're afraid you're going to go broke If there is some trigger that there is danger in the goal that you are working toward you will slip down into the Sympathetic nervous system response, which we all know as fight or flight So think of the fight response as movement forward, you know, you are going into rage You are going into anger irritation Frustration. Uh, In the flight response, we're typically fleeing or moving away from a threat, and that can most often be illustrated as panic, fear, anxiety, worry or concern. You know, perhaps you've had that experience where you have spent weeks worrying about a difficult conversation or a confronting conversation with someone where you were living out the worst possible scenario in your mind that never even really happened. Has that ever happened to you that all of a sudden you have the conversation and you realize it's totally cool? Uh, The fight or flight response is like when you get that email from your boss at 430 on a Friday that says, hey, can you stop by my office? And you're automatically going into a threat response of, oh, my God. God this is it. I'm going to be fired. Ah, uh, you know, I, I they don't appreciate me. I'm going to look like a failure to my friends and family. I'm not going to be able to support my family. I'm going to end up broken, homeless behind the Walmart dumpster. You are totally in that response. Increased heart rate. There might be a uh, sweating that comes up for you then. So fight or flight is really just a state of mobilization. You are either gonna fight back against the potential threat or you're going to run away from it. But our nervous systems are so fascinating because if the threat in front of you feels too big and you don't believe that you can fight against it and you don't believe that you can run from it, you will go into the red light response, which really at a subconscious level is preparing yourself for death. You know, at a subconscious level, you believe that there is a life threat. So this is a state of immobilization where you go into collapse. You're in a state where you're conserving energy. What would this red light dorsal vagal response be in real life? Well, it could be disassociation. It could be going completely numb. You know, I had somebody who reached out and submitted a coaching application recently who just said they feel nothing ever, they just sort of live their life numb. This is a person who is living in that red light response. So there's a lot of depression here. Uh, You know, if yellow lights, if the sympathetic response is anxiety, well then red light sends us down into depression. So there can also be a sense of helplessness. You know, the words I can't are just a, a staple of this red light dorsal vagal response. Uh, there's typically a lot of shame associated with this we're in shutdown we're in hopelessness and we feel absolutely trapped. Now, we can slide up and down this hierarchy pretty quickly. If you think about, you know, you're at work, you're talking with your coworkers, it's 4.30 on a Friday and maybe you're making plans for happy hour, you're in that green light response. All of a sudden, when you detect the threat, which would be the email from your boss in the example that we used, you go into fight or flight. You start getting really anxious. You start worrying and wondering how you're gonna pay the bills if you lose your job. For some people, they might even try to pretend that they didn't read that email, and then they flee the office. They just leave early and go home, hoping that they don't have to face that difficult conversation. And then from there, when they get home, they could easily slip from the yellow light down into the red light, which would be the depression response. They could disassociate, they might drink heavily, watch Netflix, not answer phone calls, not talk to their family members all weekend because they are so shut down uh, that the fear of the job loss feels like too big of a threat to overcome. So we move down this, uh, this autonomic ladder of the nervous system in a predictable way. And I can speak for myself as somebody who was going through a lot of unhealed trauma that I was working through and I spent a good part of 2019 in my life trying to fight my way out of that red light shutdown isolation response, is you can't go from a red light response of depression straight up to green you have to go back up the way you came, which means that you have to get back into a yellow light fight or flight response, which is simply mobilization. This is why we tell people that exercise is such a powerful way to change your physical state when you're feeling depressed, because once you are moving your body and you're mobilized, then you are able to build safe connection. It might be with people at the gym. It might be with people on your rec sports team, uh, your fantasy football league, whatever. is And also know that when we are in that state of play, remember, you can have one more than one part of your nervous system activated at the same time. You can be in a green light and a yellow light response where you have safe connections, but you are mobilized. That is a state of play. We're able to activate that sympathetic energy to enjoy ourselves in connection to other people. The place we really don't want to be is when we're stuck alternating between the yellow and red light response. That's, you know, anxiety down to depression, back up to anxiety. Some people in the mental health space might pathologize that as being bipolar, but what that really is a sign of is just a rigid nervous system. So the bigger question becomes, what is the underlying factor that keeps our nervous system stuck? If you think about the times when you have been unable to reach your goals, which traffic lights have you been stuck in? have you been stuck in yellow in the fight-or-flight response have you been stuck in red do you alternate between the two because the only way that you are going to get out of it is to be in that green light response of safety and connection which means none of us can get to our next level alone when that ventral vagal green light response is in charge everything in your body is regulated when that safety and connection part of you is offline you're going to experience health challenges because your body is bathing in the cortisol hormone stress release you're going to have a lot of distress in your relationships you know if you are fighting with your partner or running away and pushing away from your partner or even shutting down and isolating good luck building you know a reciprocal happy healthy relationships and really when you don't have that green light part of your nervous system online it just shapes daily suffering for you. You're going to live with daily stress and suffering. So the reason I shared this info about polyvagal theory is it's really a guide to help us get our nervous system regulated and become an ally instead of fighting against us as we work to achieve our goals. Because it really combines our drive to survive with our longing to connect. And if you go back, you know, to the caveman days, survival is related to long-term connection. You know, if you weren't part of the tribe, you didn't have access to food, water, fire, chances are you were going to die. So we need to have safe connection in our life. And polyvagal theory really is, is we learn to build a more flexible nervous system is how we rewire our subconscious brain to feel safe to have the things that we want. So once you understand polyvagal theory, you can really start to reduce shame And create more curiosity and compassion. Because what is it about your goals that would send you into a fight or flight response? You know, if you're somebody who wants to become a public speaker and give a TED talk, but you also have this underlying belief from childhood that nobody cares about what I have to say. I grew up in a home where children should be seen and not heard. If that is the programming wiring underneath, it stands to reason that standing on stage in front of 500 people and having your talk broadcast around the world on YouTube would feel like a threat. So you would be in that anxiety response and then what are you gonna do? Probably go to shutdown. You're gonna hide. You'll never even submit the application in the first place. So the question we wanna get curious about today is why does every human being seem to have a different window for tolerance of leaving their comfort zone? How can some people face that anxiety and the fight or flight response but still move forward toward their goals? You know, what keeps people up there in the green light charging forward versus the people who just shut down and go offline when it's time to take action? And the answer is unidentified and unhealed trauma. You know, that is the piece that I'm gonna be going back to a lot this year. It's a lot of the work I've had to do on myself over the past three or four years. And I have an intimate knowledge on just how much trauma impacts your nervous system. It will sidetrack the development of the regulation of your nervous system. Uh, When your nervous system has been impacted by trauma, it interrupts opportunities to build connection because things like dancing, connecting, public speaking, asking for your needs in a relationship feel like a threat. When you have a trauma history, uh, all your patterns of connection just get replaced with patterns of protection and survival. And being in connection with other people, it ends up becoming unavailable or feels dangerous for you. We've talked a lot about attachment patterns on this podcast before. Uh, Attachment trauma is real. You know, people who are avoidant are very likely to go into that isolation, shutdown, red light response. Anxious attachment people, well, that's self-explanatory. They're in the yellow light of fight or flight all the time. So our trauma is not just the big T trauma of abuse, neglect, domestic violence, sexual abuse. Yes, that is trauma, but there are so many little t traumas that people don't understand that they don't appreciate the fact are even traumas. I just did a first session with a brand new client this week and she and I were having a conversation about why she's so anxious. You know, there's this underlying belief of, hey, everybody else gets to have what they want, but I don't get what I want. And what we realized is at the core of that was a belief that was made when she was 11 years old. The family ended up moving and they pulled her out of her school away from her friends. They took her to a new school that, you know, she didn't really love, at least not right away. And the brain, because of that forced displacement, which is trauma, by the way, made a lot of beliefs about what's possible for her life that's affected her now as an adult. So, you know, once we get clear on where the beliefs came from, then we can do the work, by the way, of building safe connections, creating disconfirming experiences, is the phrase that was taught to me by one of my mentors, but it means that we face the old emotional trigger of being scared to ask for our needs or applying for the new job or quitting the soul-sucking job or leaving the toxic relationship, but rather than shutting down and going into the yellow or red light response, we seek support To keep us in a green light And then we make the new decision that moves us forward And as we make new decisions, what happens? We tend to get new outcomes They are always better outcomes And we rewire our brain subconsciously That A, it's safe for us to have support with the right people And it's safe for us to take new action to achieve our goals And here's what happens Once you're able to To a better co-regulate And build safe connections and relationships in your life You're better able to self-regulate Because you're going to build a more flexible nervous system And once you do that There's so many health benefits You're reducing inflammation in the body Cortisol becomes way less of a thing for you Uh, There's a better control of your immune response You're better able to regulate yourself emotionally So you know you might get stuck The goal here is not that you don't fall into moments of anxiety Or even ice and sadness, but you're able to bounce back quicker to get yourself moving back up the ladder into the green light response. Once you have a, a flexible nervous system, you're able to inhibit those distractions that show up for you all the time. You know, there's so many of us that are chasing the shiny new penny Sometimes we're chasing eight shiny pennies at once So we never really make meaningful progress toward one goal We have better stress resilience We have better subjective well-being And we really have an increased capacity for friendship and connection So, you know, really understanding polyvagal theory is everything Now it's... It's a great to understand all of this. You know, by the way, there are people who've spent like decades writing papers on this research. I'm trying to give you the, you know, polyvagal theory for dummies in 30 minutes. But once you are doing the work to understand this and you have the support in your life to integrate it, it is incredible how much change you can build in your life quickly. You know, it's one of the reasons why I've been so excited about my eight-week accelerator group coaching program that I've been doing this year is because people are building safe connections, many of them for literally the first time in their lives. People are feeling supported and they're able to upregulate themselves during those times of anxiety or isolation. They're able to get the support and move quicker toward their goals. This is one of the amazing testimonials that just came in. And yes, I share this because we're gonna be opening up the waiting list for the next eight-week accelerator group if it's something that you're interested in doing. But I just wanna give you a perspective of what's possible when you really allow for safe connections in your life. One of my current clients said this, quote: I genuinely care for these people as if they were people in my own physical community. Each time one of us learns about a deeper part of ourselves And overcomes an obstacle Not only do we all grow But it takes everything in me Not to stand up and cheer Like I'm at a baseball game This has been equal parts Humbling, exciting, and inspirational One of the big things that keeps You know, many of us stuck Is it's not that we don't necessarily Ever ask for support But we keep going for support To the same two or three people That have repeatedly proven Over the course of our life That they can't show up for us The way that we want We keep going Back to the empty well looking for water. And every time we do it, it just reinforces that subconscious belief of, hey, I'm on my own. I'm an army of one. Got to figure this out by myself. Nobody will be there for me. Or, you know, that's for the avoidant attachment people. The anxious attachment people are like, oh my God, I'm a burden for having needs. (laughs) Such a problem to everybody else. But once you really find the right tribe, the right mentorship in the right community, once you are living in the place of safety and connection, you are open, you are curious, you are taking consistent daily action, and you will just move at light speed in the direction of your goals. So there's really no reason that you have to stay stuck with the right support and the right understanding of how your nervous system works. So if this podcast is helpful for you, would you screenshot it? and upload it to instagram you can tag me at csc dan mason and here are the questions i'd like you to reflect on and you can always join our private facebook group community by the way for listeners of the podcast it's called the life amplified power tribe producer matt has the link for that for you in the show notes but this is what i want you to consider which of those three circuits have you been living in most often have you been in the anxious response of fight or flight have you been in that red light shutdown or perhaps maybe you've been in a blended state where you're just bouncing up and down uh between the yellow and the red so identify the state that you've been living in and can you name it what would you call that state when you're in yellow or red is it like money crap (laughs) money beliefs you might name it my boss is an a-hole (laughs) yeah, that could be the state that you choose to name it, but really start to identify and name that state that you are living in. And then start to see what the story is of that state. If you're in an anxious response, maybe it's the fear of, well, you know, uh, all the money will go away, I won't be supported. If you're living in that red light response, what is the story there? It's hopeless, there's no use. But could you also create revisit those stories uh, from the perspective of safety and connection what would it be like how would it change the story if you had the right support in your corner and by the way if you're ready to invite in some more support uh, here in the back half of 2020 i've got you right now i only have two spots open for one-on-one coaching but you can apply for that at my website creativesoulcoaching.net. You can also message me to get on the waiting list for the next cohort for the eight-week Accelerator Program. If you are looking for some mentorship and a community to grow with, uh, one of the great things about that program is it's really the most affordable option. It's a great starter for those of you who maybe have been a a little tentative about making that one-on-one investment. It's a great chance to get in the door to work with me and an amazing group of people for eight weeks of accountability support, and transformation. But this is really what the program is, is to help you create your life from the inside out. So we identify what that core trauma is what is the root cause that has kept you stuck either in that anxious or in that isolation state we help you get 100 clear on your purpose so that you have a north star to move in the direction of and you've got that support as you're taking new action as you're making new decisions that advance your life instead of keep you stuck. Remember, nobody gets there alone. So there's lots of coaches, there's lots of practitioners on the market. If I'm not the guy for you, totally cool, but just know you're gonna speed this up greatly with the right support in your corner. creativesoulcoaching.net for all the info on that. Or you can just DM me up on the gram, at CSC Dan Mason. Thank you so much for listening today. It is an honor to serve you. I hope that this gives you better perspective and gives you a little bit more compassion for yourself and for why you haven't been able to move forward. But I also want you to understand that whatever happened in the past is really just a product of the level of support and the awareness that you've had up until now. So, you know, know that your biography doesn't equal your destiny. There's always an opportunity to make a choice that's gonna help you grow and help you move forward. In the meantime, turn down the volume on your negativity, turn up the volume on your purpose, so you can get out there and live life amplified. I love you, I'll talk to you next week.